Welcome back. Yes, I'm still here. In the last episode, I introduced you a series of women who gave us their most precious advices. Some of these women are very close friends of mine. I value friendship very much. For me, friendship is more like the family we are able to choose. The ones we can add on into this crazy and wonderful life. But friendships can have a major impact on our health and well-being. But it's not always easy to develop or maintain friendships. We need to understand the importance of social connection in our lives and what we can do to develop and nurture lasting friendships. But what are the benefits of friendship? Good friends are good for your health. Friends can help you celebrate good times and provide support during bad times. Friends prevent isolation and loneliness and give you a chance to offer needed companionship too. Friends can also increase your sense of belonging and purpose. That one I feel like is so important because if we have the right people, we can do and climb the highest mountains. They can boost your happiness and reduce your stress. I feel like that one right there is like a click because if I'm surrounded by my friends, by my good friends, I feel the happiness and I am not stressed at all. They can also improve your self-confidence and self-worth. You, we all have those friends that can boost you up. We have them like they're like so mindful and they are so caring. It's really good to have that type of connection. They can also help you cope with traumas such as divorce, serious illness, job loss, or the death of a loved one. I think we all know that like as soon as something bad happened, you have an automatic number that you can dial. Maybe it's your immediate family because you can be friends with your mother or your cousins or your sisters or your brothers, right? So But there's always that part of like, this is the person I'm going to call. But it can also be a friend. You can also have that friend like as soon as something happened, you're like, you know who you have to call to get what you need at that moment. Like to hear that voice that is probably going to calm you or is going to tell you that everything is going to be okay. And friends can also encourage you to change or avoid unhealthy lifestyle habits such as excessive drinking, smoking, or lack of exercise. And that is completely true. I know that like I am always telling one of my friends that used to smoke like, hey, why are you smoking? <laughs> you know, and she knows that she's probably going to listen to the podcast and be like, I saw that you're mentioning me. But yes, like a friend will do those things because they care about you, not because they want to give you a hard time. She's also a great person to go do exercise and workouts. We're in the gym all the time together. And she's like my gym body. We're like always doing exercise and motivating each other to continue having a healthy lifestyle. Friends also play a significant role in promoting your overall health. Adults with strong social connections have a reduced risk of many significant health problems, including depression, high blood pressure, and an unhealthy body mass index. In fact, and studies have found that older adults who have meaningful relationship and social support are likely to live longer than their peers with fewer connections. But what is friendship? And how do we know when we have made a good match for us? Because just like in any romantic relationship, 
you have to cultivate friendship. Just like you're choosing your partner, you can also make incredible matches with friends. I have in the past had times when I have met friends that make me believe that I have met this person in another life. Like I do, I don't know how you um, can express that, but like I know, like I have met you before, and we never met. Like, but I just have that very deep connection with this person, and he's mainly and mainly you want to do like absolutely everything with them they have the same interests in life they share way too many things in common with you and please don't forget that i am not an expert in this field i have been in some scenarios the best friend you can have and in some other times probably not the best but i started to put a serious interest to become a better friend I know we are not perfect and that means that sometimes i'll make mistakes and my friends will also might say or do things that will probably not be the right thing. But I think if we become more conscious of what we do and how we treat others, things will go the right way. I do not want to just let go of people I really care for. And I know there are certain friends that I would like to cultivate into becoming that family we can choose. I know not everyone is meant to stay in your life. Some people come to our lives to stay and some other just to be a chapter or an episode. I do think we all know when we meet someone who we really want to keep for the rest of our lives. You know, when you have that special connection, that spark with your friends and when you're together, the world is just better. But what happens when things end up not too well with these friends? I'm going to say that very straight because it has happened to me and I feel like I have to say it. I will be very hypocrite if I don't share the bad things that happens to me in this podcast because I share everything good that happens, right? So I don't let myself be fooled anymore or think that just because you share passion, hobbies, interests, or mentalities means you were meant to be friends for the rest of your life. I know it sounds harsh. But unfortunately, not all stories have happy endings, even with friends. I believe people always come to our life for two reasons. One reason is to teach us a lesson, something that there was no other way you could have learned without meeting this person. Sometimes this type of friends are not meant to be your friends for the rest of your life. Sometimes they only appear to be a teacher in life. And sometimes being a teacher does not mean that things will end up well either. Sometimes that relationship could end up in the wrong path, but you also feel like you learn something from it. That's what I mean when I say that they come to teach you something, or sometimes they do come in a sense of peace. And those friends are probably the ones you won't be fully attached to. But in times of questions of darkness, you know, you can count on them. They will be there for you. And Even after years of not speaking to each other, you know you only need to make a phone call or a test message and they will answer. The second reason why friends will come to your life is a more beautiful one. Is that friend you want to be next to all the time? Is that friend you always want to speak to and know everything about them? Is that friend you miss the most? Is that friend you think of first whenever you are planning an adventure, a trip, or even just a walk and coffee? It's almost like family. As a matter of fact, is the family you choose. These are your closest friends. You know that you will never, ever let them go. You know that this type of friendship will last for the rest of your life. 
And those are the ones you need to cultivate the most because just like you care for your family, you should be caring for your friends as well. And you cannot expect that you just don't call, don't say nothing, and you can just like expect to be there, right? Because those are your closest friends. You cannot have a close friend if you're not cultivating that relationship. You need to work on it just like you work in your relationship with your parents, just like you work in the relationship with your husband, just like you work in the relationship with your kids. Yes, you also have to work in friendship. And it doesn't sound like you should work much because it should be something natural. It should be something that you don't really have to do a lot. But the little things that you do, those are meaningful. And that's the ones. That's the ones that count the most. And I am seriously not an expert in this field. And I want to repeat that because most of the times I come to the podcast only to share what has worked for me, thinking it could help someone else. And I have received positive feedback from people who have tested me and say, hey, you know what? And Instagram, like, hey, Sue, you know, like whatever you were saying this day, it was really touching me. Like, I feel like I'm identified with it. And I think like listening to the podcast helped me to realize that I needed to change this or do this or, you know what, I experienced something just like you and I know what it feels like to fail on these things. It, like I'm trying to get up there. So that's like the only purpose in here is to do that. Like I'm not here to tell you I know everything because I don't know nothing. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you like I have a bunch of degrees on this or I'm a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything not even nearby. I am studying to become a life coach, but that's about it. And and I feel like that is that is clear. Sometimes we need advices from people who are going through the same experience as we are. Because if I'm getting an advice for someone who's treating me for divorce but never been in the in a divorce before, I mean, yes, they know what they're talking about, but they have never ever experienced that. They don't really know how that feels. There's a lot of things that people like to pinpoint and say, you have to do this and you have to do that. But then at the end, you're like, have you ever been there? Like, have you ever been on somebody else's shoes? How can you tell people they should feel that way or think that way where you're not, you're not even near or any of that? So I think that's why I take the podcast very seriously. And I like to talk about these things because I feel like that's the only way we can understand that it doesn't really matter everything that we do. We all share our own experiences. We all share our own things. And if we can all learn from each other, the work could be so much better. Let me get back to the subject because I got a little left. I got a little, you know, run with all that. But I, I just feel really inspired whenever we talk about these things. And I feel so happy that so much people are listening around the world and telling me, hey, I'm experiencing something similar. I really like to hear your feedback and I really like to hear if you are, you know, doing any of the things that I'm talking about here. But just like the relationships with our partners, friendships can also change, right? It also evolve or even disappear if you don't really pay attention to it. The military life sometimes can be very hard for us and for also our husbands and also our children. And I see it all the time. And it destroys my heart when I see my kids, uh, one of their friends are leaving or they're not able to to be friends anymore because we're moving is really heartbreaking and not everybody understands that right not everybody understands that okay we do want to meet a lot of people because we do want to eventually see out of everybody who's actually going to stick with us because we move too much and i don't think not everybody in the military understands that 
It might be like, oh, she's trying to make as many friends as she wants. So there you go. It doesn't work that way for us. It's very different. And if you're not in the military, you're probably not going to understand. If you're not moving around from country to state, you're probably not going to understand how hard it is for people when they move to find that French, to make those connections and to know that maybe in three years, that connection is going to disappear. But guess what? Maybe you learn something from that connection. Maybe it evolves into a friendship. Maybe you move on and it will be a very deep connection or maybe not. The only way to find out if those things are going to happen is by trying. And if you don't try, you're never going to know if you were able to actually make a great connection with one of those persons that you're meeting. I recently had a couple of situations with very close friends that I have made here in Italy. And that's what makes me wanting to talk about friendship. I think sometimes we look at friendship as a certain way that might scare people away. A certain feeling of belonging, like that's my friend, you know, or her possession. Something that for me, it will never or it should never be an option. You know, I, I cannot be a jealous friend, just like I am not a jealous partner. Probably when I was younger, I was probably in that phase. But I, as I, you know, mature as a person and I understand things better, understand that we are all free and we should be able to have freedom in any kind of relationship that we have. We should be able to have our independence and being our own self because The moment somebody try to attach you and be like, you you can only be my friend, you know, you can only be with me <laughs> and, and not in the sense of marriage. Please don't take that wrong. But um, the moment I told my husband who can, he can be friends with or not, that's the moment we are violating that that face of him being his own self. Like, that doesn't mean that I have to like his friends or that I like to hang out with them or do I need to do any of that? That means that he needs to have his own circle and his own independence as a human being because we all need that. And, and with friends, I see this so often happening in, in the military life as well as like we move into a new place and we meet this person and we think that that's our person and nobody else can be friends with this person. And, it, and it's a bad perception. The moment you do that, you're taking away that that part of that person, that freedom of, of being who, whoever they want to be with that day, whoever they want to drink a coffee, whoever they want to hang out with. And you should never, never, ever question that. Let's go to the expertise feel. So research has shown that the better the quality of your relationships, the more likely you are to be happy. So being a great friend to someone and having friends support your back is good for your well-being. But what exactly makes a good friend? Experts have a list of things you should look at when considering someone a good friend. So let's go ahead and start the review. Number one, you like being around them. This one might seem like shouldn't even be on the list, but it is for a reason. I know lots of people who hang around with others just because they don't have no one else to hang with and they don't want to feel left out or alone. Sometimes they are just looking at a specific friendship as a benefit for them, right? What can they get from you? Stay away from people who you cannot be yourself. If you have to act a certain way, if you don't feel comfortable around them, you don't have chemistry. There's absolutely no point of wasting your time with that person. Don't waste your time and don't waste their time 
I think I meet plenty of people because of the military and because we certainly move a lot. But if I don't have anything in common with a person, I will never even attempt. However, being friendly with someone who you see at your Zumba class or the classroom of your child, being friendly with people from the office or the people your husband works with or the, or the wives of the people my husband works with doesn't make you their friends. It makes you someone who's pleasant enough to have a conversation with. It makes you someone easygoing. And I am not saying you have to. But I am super friendly with people. And sometimes people can interpret that as I make a lot of friends. When in reality, I can still count my friends with one hand. Let's move on into number two. They're there for you. How many of us had that friend that told us not to date that guy when we were younger? I'm going to say when we were younger. And, and I had it. She's still my best friend. But guess what? After I dated that guy, she was there for me to hear me crying and complaining about him. True friends will tell you the truth, even when it hurts, mostly when it hurts, because it's the truth, because you need to hear it. I know I was very young when all of this happened. I don't think I will have survived the cruel teenager's age without my friend. She is the best thing that could have ever happened to me as a teen. We are not longer friends. We are family. Those type of friends are the ones that nothing could ever pull you apart from each other. Some people never understood us when we were young because sometimes she wasn't the best friend I needed at that time. And sometimes I wasn't the best friend we could have wanted to have each other, right? But we understood at a very early age that we were not perfect. And we understood that sometimes we needed other people. And yes, of course, there has been times where other friends have shown in her life And I have feel jealous of them. But then again, for me, jealousy is a normal feeling for a human being. What do you do with that feeling is what counts. And I can tell you what I did with my feelings. I told her, I was like, I am so jealous you have other friends that, I, that can be there for you when, when I can't. Because I'm so far away, right? But I understand that I live too far away now. And, and I will never, ever want you to be sad or happy and don't have someone to have a coffee or a drink with. I will never be this selfish to put my feelings up front of someone that can give you happiness. And you can imagine how she feels. She sees me making new friends every three years and she knows how friendly I am. So yes, I am sure sometimes she feels this way as well. But having connections with other people should never interfere in the friendship you currently have with someone. Making a new friend should never be a problem when there is trust and honesty. And let's move to number three. They're emotionally mature. Good friends have the emotional maturity to understand healthy conflict resolution and general relationship maintenance. I had a friend, success story, who I had a very strong connection with. This friend had issues with the way I handle other people that I knew. But instead of acting as a mature person, she acted like a teenager whenever she was upset, screaming and being jealous of the people I was getting to know besides her. I can no longer have friends who act this way. I am not longer a teenager. I am not in high school. I want mature and kind relationships. So even if we share so many interests, even 
if we had so many projects together, even as we feel like we had made in another life, this person was not longer going to be part of my life. I do not accept people in my life who do not respect me. I set boundaries and I do not allow disrespect. There is a difference in telling someone how you feel and letting someone scream to you because he or she doesn't understand your point of view. She came into my life to teach me a lesson and I accepted that she was not meant to be my friend for the rest of my life. Moving on to number four, they make time for you. No one wants to be friends with a total flake. And one basic necessity of a good friend is that they make time for you. Tying back to the idea of general friendship maintenance. A good friend will be there for you even when it's not convenient for them and requires their physical or emotional availability. And yes, 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 I know we are all busy. But never ever believe someone that is too busy not to make time for you. When someone is important for you, you will make the time, even if it's only five minutes for a test or send a voice message. Good friends are also great listeners and skilled communicators. They show up to the friendship with consistency, kindness, and non-judgment. Putting in effort and prioritizing spending time together. They'll also be willing to take responsibility for their share of the friendship. And when they make a mistake, because we are all humans, they will come to say, I screwed up. I think when you reach a level of maturity to know that you have made a mistake and you are able to come to a friend clean, that friend will probably appreciate you even more. We are not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I'm sure you're not perfect. And if you think you're perfect, you have a lot of work to do. But if you think you are always right, always. Then think twice why your friendships might not have never worked. Because if it's only one person, I will say, okay, that's fine. But if you come with a story saying that, oh, nobody is a good friend. I can't seem to find one good person in this world. Mm, think twice. That might be a red flag because something is happening and this person is not seeing it. It might be that you are the one that needs to change a couple of things in yourself. And we got number five. They make you feel validated and seen. Good friends will make you feel seen, understood, and validated. In some cases, they can even remind you of your best qualities when you're feeling down about yourself. Our friends can instruct us around who we are and our deepest gifts when we don't see them ourselves. They appreciate and point out and recognize this gift. So that's another deep gift of friendship. There are some ways we wouldn't even know ourselves if our friends didn't help us see. I know some of my closest friends know me so well that they will know for a fact what color goes well with my skin. They will see things online and send it saying, hey, I saw this and it reminded me of you. I think that color would look really good on you. And I'm not only talking about shopping things, like I'm talking about even about like books that I like to read and be like, hey, you probably do like this book because they know you. They will know for a fact that you like something. In a more deeper way, they will also know when something is wrong with me. Like when I'm not fully myself. They might just start asking me after dinner. Or so like if something happened, they will show interest in my well-being. I'm not saying that every single friend you have needs to do these things. 
My personal opinion is to pay attention to the ones that say these things, the ones that actually show an interest in how you feel, the ones that show up in your door with soup because they know you're sick. Also not saying that the ones that didn't show up don't care about you, but put interest in the ones that do because those might be the ones you truly want to keep close and not because they show up with the soup, but just because they care enough to make an effort to show you that they do. Also, don't be the one that only receives. If someone is willing to go the extra mile for you and you know you want to invest in the relationship, also be a participant. It's not about gifts. Sometimes the way we all show love is different from each other. I like to buy my friend things just because sometimes I think about them when I'm passing by the grocery store and I just want to show them I care. Like I could be buying a Korean sauce to maple gogi, a little notepad that I saw when I was passing by and I thought it was cute. That's just because, you know, it, it's not about how much it costs. It's about how much you care. You know, it could be a cup of coffee. Like I want to buy you for coffee this morning. You know, I have a coffee here. In Italy, costs like a euro fifty. <laughs> you know, so it's not about that. It's about your intention, about the things that you're doing to make this person feel special. Some of my friends have sent me things that have no value of money, but they could mean so much. I once had a friend that gave me a watercolor car for Christmas that she painted herself, and it was one of my favorite gifts ever. It's not about the money. It's about making that person feel special because they are special for you. And to finish this review, I wanted to leave you with some red flags, things that you should always be aware of when creating new friendships. Never, ever let your friends disrespect you. Mutual respect is a fundamental key to any healthy relationship, including friendships. Whether your friend disrespects your boundaries, your efforts, or is just generally self-centered, that's not a good friend. An unhealthy friendship is one where your friend's feelings of jealousy or envy are so strong that they can feel happy for you. Or they might not empathize with you when you're upset. Instead of that, they're just telling you that you're doing things wrong all the time. Instead of like giving you an advice, it's more of a judgment thing, right? That's a toxic relationship. You don't want to be part of that. You don't want to be part of it if this person is criticizing your kids or making your kids feel bad. Like I know parents can be very competitive sometimes, right? You want your kids to be the best in the class. You want your kids to be the best in the school. You want your kids to have the honor roll class. When you have this, there is a problem because that friend is always going to be looking at what your kids are doing and comparing that to her kids. And that's, that's just not healthy. That is not healthy. Be that friend that can tell your other friend, oh my God, your daughter, she seems so beautiful. I really like her voice, you know? And it's not because you're trying to kiss, you know, <laughs> it's not because you're trying to kiss this person's A. It's because you're trying to, to validate that, yes, your kid does have something good. Your kid is doing something good, like. It doesn't have to make you feel worse because your kid's not doing that. And, and I see these so much and it's really frustrating. Like I think if we can change this mentality and start even things out that not everybody has to be good at everything. You know, my kids have his own things. Your kids have his own thing. And they're all good in their own way. If we can get to that, we can teach the future generation something beautiful 
for them to be better, for them to change that. Because I see it every single day out there. Every single parent in the school, not everybody, but like a lot of them have this judging. We're like, I want my kid to be the best. you know. And if they don't, because not every kid's going to be the best at something. And then they get really frustrated and then they start judging every other parent out there. Start judging and judging and judging. Come on. It, we live in 2023. We're trying to do better for our children. We're trying to change things. Be part of that change. Don't be part of the jealousy, judgmental friendship. Be a good friend. Support your friends, kids. Support your friends. You know, don't don't be like that. Learn from whatever they're doing right. If I have a friend that is doing something right with their kids, I'm gonna I wanna I wanna learn from them. I wanna learn what she's doing that is working for her because I might be able to use that towards my kids too. Another red flag would be to never let your friends bring stress into your life. There is nothing wrong with them having a bad day, a bad week, or even a bad month. But if your friend is constantly nagging and bringing you down with problems, there is no sign of happiness at all. That probably means that a person needs help. And if you don't have a degree and work with patients, don't try to be their psychologist or psychiatric. And even if you have a degree, don't play the doctor field with your friends. Avoid having friends as patients. I am sure the last thing your friend wants is to be your patient. Sometimes you just want to be your friend. It doesn't care about if you're any of those things, you know, you have your own patience. You deal with that your own working hours. You know, what I want from you is a friendship, not I don't want you to come here and psychology me or put me on a board with my name on it as a patient. No. I want to be your friend. I want your kindness. I want your time. That's what I want. I don't want any of the other stuff. Friends should not bring stress into your life. They should be the opposite. When now I'm with my friends, I can barely remember any problems at all. We are laughing and enjoying each other's company. Another red flag will be to never ignore red flags. We all know when someone is doing things wrong. Just because they are not doing them to you doesn't mean they won't eventually act the same way with you. I think in every relationship we build, we can see signs. I was very naive in the past and always believed that there was good on others. But with time, I have learned to see things and reflect on them. I know that when I see someone acting in a bad way with another person or another friend of mine, I probably don't want that person around me. When someone intentionally behaves and reacts in certain way with small things, you can imagine how they will act and behave when something big happens. If someone does something to them and their first reaction is fight mode, you know that that can easily escalate things and get worse if something bigger or worse happens. Look, everyone can be good and everyone can be bad. It's up to you to decide who you want to bring into your life. No one pushes you and no one owes you. If you feel like a relationship is not longer working or have no future, maybe it's time to go find someone else. I recently have two close friends of mine who have friends that I personally have no intention to bring in into my life. And that should be perfectly fine. It shouldn't be a problem. Just because they are my friends doesn't give me any rights to tell them who they can hang out or who they can be friends with. One of my closest friends in here have a friend that never made a connection with me. We saw each other only when my friend invited us 
both of us, you know, to the same place. I never sat with this woman for coffee or anything similar. Well, gossip is real, as you know. And she says, someone say, I didn't like her. Something stupid like that. She tried to convince my friend that I had something against her. Honestly, I barely care about this person, but I keep saying hi because we have a friend in common. This woman and I are extremely different. We don't have things in common, so I don't have the need to become her friend and no one will force me into a relationship I don't want to be in. One day, she stopped saying hi and it started to roll her eyes every time she sees me. I, I immediately assume she doesn't want me to be polite. So that day I called my friend and I told her like, look, I just don't want to be in the same place as this person because it's uncomfortable. You know, I don't get jealous. My friend and her have their time and I have my time with my friend. I don't ask about this woman and... For me, that works. I assume that for her will be the same. Now, to be honest, the one with the problem, unfortunately, is my friend. Because she is in the middle and she knows I won't accept that type of behavior and I won't hang out with her friend. And, and just like that, we can have similar situations happening with friends of our friends. And I think it's good to make a separation of these things because we need to learn, you know, that not all of our friends have to be our friends, right? Like I have a friend and, and she's my friend. She doesn't have to be everybody else's friends. But my friends usually are polite. Most of them I choose. Uh, I try to choose very wisely when I'm choosing my friends. And I, I don't have that problem with them because they are very polite people, very kind people, very caring people. So they will never act or behave any of any with any of this, right? So I know that if I put them in a room because I want to have a tea party, I'm not going to have any problems at all because I have, the, I have taken the time to to see if, if I'm put in a situation like this, would it work or would it would it? or would I have to make two tea parties separate because I have friends who are um, conventionally not the greatest, politest people or kindness in the world. So it's 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 about what you want to do and no one should be able to tell you what to do. But if you find yourself in a situation like that, like in the middle, right, it probably is going to bring conflict because you are the one that is stuck in the middle with two friends. You know, I'm very grateful I'm not in that position, <laughs> but I know some of my friends are and it could be problematic, but you need to just set your boundaries and try to make the best out of it. Because what you have with one friend, what you have with another could be completely different, right? Maybe you're getting something from that friend that you're not getting from the other one, or maybe you're getting something from the other one that you're not getting from the other one. And that's completely fine. If you are surrounded with nice people who are kind and caring, they will not care. They will not care if you go have coffee, tea, trips with your other friends. It should be completely fine. So pay attention to your friends, their behaviors, and pay attention to those red flags because you never want to be put on a spot like that. You never want to be the one that is stuck in the middle of things that are not going or doing well. Pick your friends wisely and choose them because you have that right to do so. And, and don't let anyone or me or anyone tell you who you can be friends with because that's up to you. Now, if you go through it and you saw those red flags and you decided to ignore those red flags when something happened, don't say that you were not advised or you never knew that those were red flags because you've probably seen it. I try to make a close eye with certain people that I'd seen the red flags with. And I was trying to, just like in a serious relationship with a man, in my past, I try to block that and say, oh, you know what? Maybe everybody's so mean to her. <laughs> like, that's why she doesn't have any friends, you know, because of this or because of that. Trying to make excuses for it. But no, 
<laughs> pay attention to those little red flags because they will be there and they're not going to disappear. I will never fight with my friends because of another friendship. If I feel like I need more time with my friend, I will choose call and ask, hey, do you want to go grab lunch, dinner, coffee? Don't let jealousy consume who you are. Have different friends. Have friends who like to play sports or dance or whatever it is that you do. Have your other friends who you go pray and do yoga or hike and do Zumba with. Have your closest friends. That's the ones that you call whenever you really feel like there's something you have to share. Those that you know you can count on. Those who don't need explanations. Have only one close friend if that's what your heart desires. Have 1,000 friends if that's what your spirit needs. Don't let anyone tell you who you can be friends with. That's only up to you. I really hope today's episode can help you navigate into some of the good, bad, and great things of choosing a good friend. I also hope that my experiences can help in any way for you to get out there and make a great friend. You never know if that person you just meet could potentially become the person who makes your day more beautiful. Because friends have that power. Have an awesome friendship, my friends, and I'll catch you all up on the next episode.